Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I hope everyone is feeling well. I woke up and um, I think lately I've been just like in the more slow energy and sometimes I feel like we would overthink that. We're like, well, what's wrong? Why am I, you know, not as up all the time? But I think there's just seasons in life and we have different energies and sometimes we're going to be very excited. Sometimes we might be a little bit more slow and, you know, today I want to encourage you to just maybe reflect and just see how you're feeling in this moment and how your energy, how you're experiencing your energy, how you're experiencing God through that energy and maybe see what it is that he may be asking of you. For me, I feel that God just wants me to sit down for a moment and be still so that I can hear him. He gave me so much energy this past year, well, it's half of a year, and I've done a lot. (laughs) I've physically done a lot, and I think now he's just like, baby girl, sit down. (laughs) Rest with me and let me feed you. And there was such a beautiful part in the song, and I probably won't say it exactly how it was, but it said, you remember when I called out to you, and you remember when my heart said yes. That's it, guys. Like, don't ever forget that moment that God called to you. And don't forget the moment that your heart kept saying yes. Right? I can remember my moment, but also it continues to happen over and over again if you open yourself up and you're aware. And if right now you can't say that there is an exact moment that you have truly opened your heart up to God and you've said yes, then maybe this can be the time for you. Or maybe your awareness can open up and throughout your days you might experience that. Amen, my friends. So let's all close our eyes. Let's allow ourselves to be nice and comfortable. Allow your palms to either face up or face down. And let's begin with some deep breaths. Slowly inhaling nice and big. And gently exhaling, releasing. Again, slowly inhale nice and big. And then slow exhale. As you continue this breathing, my friends, start to let go. Let go of all that you experienced before you arrived. Let's let go of all the thoughts running in and out of the mind. Let's release our attachments that we hold. 
Let's let go of any anger or frustration that we may have experienced. Let's allow ourselves to release so much, to become an open vessel ready to receive all of God's love. Imagine that every inhale, you create space within yourself. And as you exhale, you allow God to sink deeper within your heart, within your soul. You release all tensions throughout the body and mind. And you allow a peace to settle onto your being. You allow love to fill you up. In this moment, there is nothing you have to do. There is no particular way that you should be experiencing this. Just allow yourself to let go a little bit more. Allow God to speak to you. Allow Him to enter your being fill you up we release all of the worries all of the doubts all of the insecurities that we hold we release the sadness within our hearts In this moment, we release all that is not serving to us. And instead, we welcome God's peace, God's love, God's stillness. Allow this stillness to bring a smile onto your face. Allow this peace to comfort you. Allow yourself to feel safe, to feel whole. Allow yourself to be forgiven, but never forgotten. yourself to be the child of God that you are, perfect in every way, loved in every way, supported, guided. Allow yourself to know that you are never alone. God is always with you. Take another deep breath with me, inhaling nice and big, filling up that belly, and slowly exhaling, releasing all of the air. 
once more we slowly inhale nice and big really fill up your belly hold the breath here for three two and vocally You are worthy, my friends. You are loved. You are guided and protected. You are the best manifestation of God. You are his greatest creation, his most beautiful masterpiece. Allow yourself to believe this truth. Allow yourself to know May you are completely and fully loved and filled with purpose. I want you to take a moment now. Take a deep breath. And as you exhale, notice how you're breathing. Notice how you're experiencing this very moment. I hope it is peace that has settled onto your heart. And I hope you know that this peace was not found outside of yourself, but rather deep within you. Which means that no one can take this away from you. For it was found within you. And it is attainable and available for you whenever you wish. Take your time, and when you're ready, slowly blink your eyes open. May peace and love always be with you. Amen, my friends. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Good morning. As you heard in the announcements, we had, thanks, bro. We had the passing of... Uh, a beloved member of our community, Reverend Dr. Jerry Lee Stevenson. Very interesting story. Some of you may have seen him around last couple months. Uh, he was here in a wheelchair. He was basically in hospice, and he literally loved me so much that he signed up for the hospice that I work at so that I can be his chaplain. I know. Amazing dude. And he had to be here. He had to be here, even when like he literally couldn't. He would do everything he can to arrange to get picked up to come and be here on a Sunday morning. And his story is fascinating because he was a pastor in the 80s, early 90s within the Baptist denomination. And he was one of the, the first to openly come out as being gay. And in those days, really still in these days, but even more so in those days, way less accepted, and he was just criticized and judged and went through so much pain, felt so ostracized by his particular religious community because of his sexual identity. And he continued to be faithful to his journey with Christ, and he became an advocate for the LGBT community within the Christian community that he was a part of. And eventually he went on to do a whole bunch of radio shows and interviews with the news. He wrote an article in a newspaper that ended up going all over the nation. And 
that's what he did for many years, but he got so overwhelmed by uh, the lack of acceptance that he was experiencing that at one point he, he almost wanted to take his life. And then he met a rabbi who totally uh, helped him see things from a different vantage point and uh, made him want to continue to live another day. And really, he gave up on church until he found Hartway. And he told me, he's like, Danny, you don't understand the anger that I've had towards church. And for me to find a community like this where I am completely and totally accepted as I am, He's like, this is such a, a breath of fresh air. And all he wanted was for the whole world to know about Hartway. He's like, this, he, he, would, he would tell me, he's like, you're the next Billy Graham, Danny. I'm like, well, uh, I don't know if that's what I'm going for, but thank you. Like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. It's really kind of you. Um, but he, he wanted everybody to know about Hartway because he said places like this don't exist. And, you know, the greatest privilege of my life is to be able to be a companion to people on their spiritual journey. And as of recently, over the last year, to be able to be a companion to people in the final moments of their life. And for me to be in that hospital room with Jerry and him look at me in my eyes and say, Danny, I would not be able to have the peace that I have and to handle myself in this situation, the way that I've been handling myself, if it was not for Hartway. And so I want to say thank you to you and your community. Oh, my gosh, when he said that. You know, and that last night that I saw him, um, you know, after I saw him, I was, well, when I was with him, I started FaceTiming a couple people from Hartway. And folks were like, I felt like that was goodbye. I was like, yeah, because, you know, it's, it's, it's time. And uh, I left his room, and I was just, I had my moment. I was crying a little bit and just uh, grieving the loss of, of not only a great man, but a, a great friend. And so you all meant a lot to him. And I want to say thank you because the love that he felt um, is something that is just a gift from God. And it's, it's because of each and every one of you. So, all right. Yeah. So I want to start by reading to you, I don't even know what to call this. I, I don't know if I can call it a passage of scripture. It's from the book of Sirach. Some of you are like, well, I've read the Bible, but I've never heard of the book of Sirach. And uh, the reason why is because the Christians don't have it in their Bible, but the Catholics do. So we're going to go with the Catholics today. <laughs> But the book of Sirach is, is a part of a genre of literature called wisdom literature. So in the Judeo-Christian scriptures, there is wisdom literature like the book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Job. I love wisdom literature because it is integrated truth. It's truth in action. So many of us only think of truth in a very abstract manner. But wisdom literature, it's about lived truth. In seminary school, I studied something called practical theology, which is basically thinking about God that arises out of our own experience of life. And that's really the only kind of thinking about God that matters. The, the, the kind of reflection on God and life that arises out of our own everyday experience. And so I want to read these words of wisdom. Hopefully they will be... Um, impactful to you. And then we're going to get into this message called Dare to Love, which is all about 
relationships. So it says, if you are polite and courteous, you will enjoy the friendship of many people. Exchange greetings with many, but take advice from only one person out of a thousand. When you make friends, don't be too quick to trust them. Make sure that they have proved themselves. Some people will be your friends only when it is convenient for them, but they won't stand by you in trouble. Others will fall out with you over some argument and then embarrass you by letting everyone know about it. Others will sit at your table as long as things are going well. They'll stick to you like your shadow and give orders to your servants, but they will not stand by you in trouble. If your situation takes a turn for the worse, they will turn against you, and you won't be able to find them anywhere. Stay away from your enemies and be on guard against your friends. A loyal friend is like a safe shelter. Find one, and you have found a treasure. Nothing else is as valuable. There is no way of putting a price on it. A loyal friend is like a medicine that keeps you in good health. Only those who fear the Lord can find such a friend. A person who fears the Lord can make real friendships because he will treat his friends as he does himself. A lot of, a lot of wisdom in there. And I love the, the paradox of speaking of friends as like this incredibly valuable, precious gift. And also speaking of just how messy things can get very quickly when it comes to friends and relationships. I read a book recently that was actually recommended to me by uh, somebody here at Heartway. It was called The Courage to Be Disliked. And in it, the author makes a very bold statement. He says, all of our problems in life are interpersonal relationship problems. And you'll have to reflect on that a little bit, but if, if, if you contemplate that truth, you'll come to find that the majority of our problems are connected to other people. And if that's true, that means that the only way for us not to have problems in life is to live in this universe all by ourselves. <laughs> and as much as some of us would love to be able to live in this universe all by ourselves, that's an impossibility. We all have each other to deal with. So as difficult as relationships are, the reality is relationships are what give purpose and meaning to our lives. It's, it's what we were made for. It's why we're here. We are here for connection. And so on the one hand, relationships are what makes life beautiful. On the other hand, relationships are what makes life brutal. And sometimes the brutal aspect of relationships makes us afraid to be in them. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships here, but any kind of relationships, friendships. This applies to everything across the board. Deep down inside, we all fear rejection. We all fear abandonment. And if that fear intensifies because of our experiences of getting hurt, we'll do everything that we can to try and isolate ourselves in order to avoid going through that pain again. So we figure it's better if I don't just get too close to anybody at all. I'll just stick to myself. And we'll make a bunch of excuses as to why we do this, typically tending to blame other people, saying that they're the ones that are absolutely crazy. But subconsciously, all it is is we just don't want to get hurt again. Well, regardless of how much you've been hurt, you don't have to let that make you into someone that you're not. Just because somebody treated you unkindly doesn't mean you have to become unkind. 
Anytime that we react to other people hurting us by shutting down, which is normal, anytime we react to other people hurting us by shutting down, it's like we're punishing ourselves for the way that they treated us. Because deep down inside, living with your guard up is just a defense mechanism. And who you are when you live with your guard up isn't who you really are at your core. We are most ourselves when we live with our hearts open. Because it's very painful to be angry, to be bitter, to hold on to resentment, to want revenge, to live in competition, to hold on to grudges. All of that turns us into a shell of ourselves. We know that isn't who we really are and how we really want to show up in this world. We're miserable when we're like that, but some of us don't know what other way to respond when our relationships go sour. Ultimately, what all of us want is peace. And in order to be at peace with others, we have to be at peace within ourselves. In the same way, in order to be at peace within ourselves, we have to learn how to be at peace with others because everything is connected. And so I want to talk to you today specifically about how to handle yourself when meaningful relationships in your life come to an end. So whether it's family members, coworkers, friends, romantic partners, Every heartbreak that we experience in life has the potential to make us stronger spiritually, to make us more independent emotionally, and to grow our capacity for love so that we can show up as a better version of ourselves for every other relationship that is to come in our lives. I read a quote recently that said, sometimes it takes relationships that don't last forever to teach us lessons that will. First things first, though, is we have to be okay with things coming to an end. When you try and hold on to people that God has removed from your life, it's like putting yourself through torture. You start going back in your mind and thinking about all the things you could have done or should have done. You start regretting things. You start feeling guilty. You start rehashing everything that they, they did and that you said. You obsess over things. And by the way, holding on to people doesn't just mean I want them back on my life. You can hold on to people by holding on to a grudge. You can hold on to people by holding on to some sort of resentment. And years can go by. And you went this way and that person went that way. But you still remember. <laughs> and you still cling. You are putting yourself through so much torture when you do that. The only way to feel peace is to release. And sometimes the only way to release yourself from your pain is to release other people from your possession. You do not own anybody. You do not belong to anybody, and no one belongs to you, even if you put a ring on it. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, and I know some of y'all don't wanna hear this, but people have a right to leave you. People have a right not to like you anymore. People have a right to have opinions about you that you don't agree with. People have a right to believe whatever they want to believe about you. You do not own them. 
and they do not own you. Nothing in life lasts forever. And the sooner you come to embrace the impermanence of everything. Right now, I'm applying this spiritual principle specifically to our relationships. But everything is impermanent. Everything. And the sooner you come to embrace that, the sooner you can have a shot at finding some sort of peace in this life. Every relationship eventually runs its course. Even if you have a partner, a romantic partner for the rest of your life, I know we would love to just die together and be buried in the grave together with our loved ones, you know, but that's not how it works out. So it is to your benefit to discover who you are and to learn how to be comfortable in your own skin as an individual. And we all know how things go when it comes to relationships, guys. Today, you can be best friends. And tomorrow, disappears in a heartbreak. Today, you can be lovers. Oh, my God, I love them so much. This, this is my everything. I've never felt like this before. How come is it every time we meet a new person, I've never felt like this before? Every time you meet somebody new, I've never felt this kind of love in my life. Really? No. Today you can be lover, tomorrow you're at each other's throats. You know, it's like, and this, this story is crazy, but some of y'all may have seen, I saw this on um, The Shade Room on Instagram. It's, a, it's about this OnlyFans girl who killed her boyfriend. But if you see their, if you see the, the Instagram, it's like they love, all the captions are so sweet. They love each other. Everything's perfect. Meanwhile, you got all that going behind the scenes. Recently, um, I don't really talk about this as much because I got so judged for it in the years past when I talked about my love for the Kardashians. I just <laughs> like watching the reality show. But, you know, recently we got, we got the Kim K, Pete Davidson scenario, you know? It's like these guys, they love each other. I, you know, I watched the last season on Hulu. I, I got out of the commercials on Hulu just so I can see it straight. And, and these two, they love each other and everything's amazing. Next thing you know, gone. So your relationships can be here one moment, gone the next. Instead of allowing that fact of the impermanence of everything to make you afraid of getting into a relationship, let the reality of that truth make you appreciate people more while they're there in your life. When you recognize that anything can change at any time, it helps you value people so much more. You know nobody's going to be here forever. Anything can change in an instant. So you grow so much fonder. You grow so much more in your appreciation. You value people so much more. So just like anything else in life, when it comes to relationships, the secret is about learning how to cherish what you have in the moment without having the need to hold on to it permanently. Here's the deal with that, though. It takes a whole lot of self-love and self-acceptance in order to do that. You will, you will cling to people that are not good for you if you do not love yourself fully. You will keep toxic people around far longer than you should. 
You will ignore red flags far longer than you should simply because that other person is filling a need for you that you have yet to fill for yourself. When you are full as an individual, when you are at home within yourself, people can come and go as they please. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but you know that you belong to no one and no one belongs to you. But if you haven't validated yourself, you will become overly dependent on the validation of other people. If you haven't approved of yourself, you will become attached to the approval of other people to the point where if it's not there, you feel empty. One of the reasons why people stay in relationships that aren't healthy is because they don't see or understand their own worth. When you know your value, when you understand what you bring to the table, and please don't, don't be cocky and proud about this. Like, yeah, I know what I bring to the table. I know what I have to offer. Okay, they're missing out completely. No, 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 don't, don't, just stay humble. Sit down, stay humble. That was a reference there, okay? <laughs> All right, but when you know who you are and what you want, there are just some things you don't tolerate anymore. I love uh, this author, Young Pueblo. Follow him on IG. He says, people who have healed deeply and know their worth cannot help but emit love me well or leave me alone energy. They only allow real connections with people who are emotionally ready because they know relationships take a certain degree of maturity to work. Now, another important thing when it comes to relationships is learning how to be at peace with doing all that you can do. Learning how to be at peace with doing all that you can do. Because the truth is, you may never get closure. You may never find out why that person started switching up on you all of a sudden out of nowhere. But even if you did get an explanation, even if they did tell you why, more information doesn't always mean more peace. And also, they can give you a reason that is baloney. So how do you even know that what that other person is saying is true? So you can't force anybody to do anything, nor should you want to keep somebody in your life that has shown you with their actions that they don't want to be there. To cling to somebody who does not reciprocate the same kind of energy that you offer is to expose your own lack of self-worth. And so that is where your work is. Sometimes the only resolution that you get is the resolution that you give to yourself. In fact, even if, like I said, that other person gives you some sort of an explanation or you try and arrive at some sort of resolution, until you have resolved things in your heart, they will not be resolved. Because sometimes we think we want an apology from another person, or we want them to, to tell us something, but we really just want them to tell us what we want to hear. Y'all already know this. I don't even have to be saying that. You're like, yep, uh-huh. Yep, I know. And we're, we're still stuck in it, though. Like, we, we still do this. We know this, but, you know. Hey, we're working on it, okay? 
This is why I like AANA, where I'm in recovery. I'm not perfect. So when it comes to resolution and giving yourself resolution, here's the key word, forgiveness. Forgiveness brings resolution even when there hasn't been reconciliation. And you don't just forgive one time, people. You're going to have to forgive a lot every time the ego comes up. The other day I was uh, eating pizza, yesterday, last night. (laughs) I went to uh, Mr. O1. I was just hanging out. I know. It's, yeah, it was fun. It's so funny because, like, I go to eat, right? And I tell my mom that I'm going to go eat pizza. And she's like, hi, Papa, you're going by yourself? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what? Can't, Can't go eat pizza by myself? Like, what's going on? So I was there, you know, just contemplating my existence and life, and <laughs> like you do, you know, with a nice glass of red wine. And, and I forgot what I was thinking about. I was thinking about some issue that I had had in the past with somebody, and, you know, all these thoughts rushed to my mind about, you know, trying to defend myself. And, like, out of nowhere, I just, like, out loud, I'm like, there you go, just defending yourself. You know, like, that's, that's cute, just trying to defend yourself. But that's what we do. It's just about noticing and being aware. Every time the memory comes up, you may have to forgive again and again. See, just because a relationship ends doesn't mean it's over. Because that person may have walked out of your life, or you may have walked out of that person's life, but they're still in your head. So you still got a relationship with them. All those thoughts that you're thinking about that person, all those things you believe about who they are, you're still very close. You may not have talked to them for years. You may not have seen them for years. But you wake up, you see something that reminds you of them, they're there in your mind. They're there. there. So relationships don't end. They just change forms. So it's about you continue continue your relationship. And if people continue to offend you in your imaginary scenarios that you create in your head, you have to continue to forgive. There's a book by a woman named Najwa Zebian. She's this Lebanese chick who, I mean, her writing is incredible. And look at what she says here in this quote. Part of coming home to myself was becoming okay with dead ends and realizing that not every ending can be as clean and peaceful as I'd like it to be. Realizing that I don't need closure. The end itself and the way it happened was closure. That's that's a healthy approach. See, when your intentions are pure and other people don't see that, when your intentions are pure and other people still do things that are hurtful to you, that doesn't have anything to do with you. That's just the way they process and respond to things. What ultimately matters is the way that you process and respond to things. Because if you do that well, if you keep your integrity, if you carry yourself with honor, if you take the higher road, That'll make it a lot easier for you when other people don't. And it'll allow you to be at peace because you know, I have done everything that I can do. And that is enough for you to be at rest within yourself. 
Brene Brown says, The brokenhearted are the bravest among us. They dare to love. So if you've ever experienced heartache or pain when it comes to relationships, you are so courageous. You are so bold because you were willing to actually take a risk for the sake of love. That is more than a lot of people are willing to do. And for you to get hurt and remain open. Wow, the kind of strength that that takes. And so sometimes you got to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm proud of you. You know what I'm saying? Like you're doing the thing. You're living life. You're being bold. You're daring to love. One of the ways I found that God uses relationships is by using them to help us push the boundaries of our love. God uses relationships to help us push the boundaries of our love. Relationships are there to reveal to us all of the ways that we are disconnected from love. And so when your goal in every relationship that you have is to grow in your self-knowledge so that you can become more deeply rooted in love, when that's the only game that you're playing, anything anybody does to hurt you is really just serving you because it's expanding your capacity to love. And the more irritable the other person's behavior is, the more potential there is for you to expand your heart in love. So if something bad, like someone hurting you, is producing a good effect, like you opening up your heart, what is there to be afraid of? What is there to be afraid of? You know, oftentimes in our culture, it's very normal for people to carry this belief that the best way to get over somebody is to just get with somebody else, right? Or, I mean, you know, that can kind of work. Listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that that's a bad method, no. You know, but there's a bet higher way. But yeah, a lot of people think sometimes the best way to get over someone is just get with somebody else. Or the best way to get over somebody is revenge. <laughs> right? So you got to get the revenge body. <laughs> you got to get as successful as you can so that other person knows what they're missing out on. What I've come to see is that the best way to get over somebody is by loving them more. If you're struggling right now because you thought someone who would always be there, right? If you thought someone would always be there and they aren't there anymore and you're struggling right now because of that, try loving that person so much that you don't need them. Try loving that person so much that they don't have to be yours. Try loving that person so much that you, don't, you no longer need them to live up to your expectations of who you think they should be. And of course, it's still going to hurt because pain is always going to be a part of loss. But if you can allow yourself to lose a relationship without losing love, not only will you be able to accelerate your own healing process, but you will become a better, more loving version of yourself for everybody else that you meet in the future. See, it's easy to love somebody when they're saying all the right things and doing all the right things. It's a whole other thing to love somebody when you feel like they've hurt you. But we talk a big game. Like I said, we love on the, on the IG to talk a big game about how much we love everybody. Uh, we love our partner. We love this my best friend in the whole world, and I love them. 
Okay, you really love them that much? Now they're talking ish about you. Now they're going behind your back doing this. Now they totally spread some information about you. Now whatever, you know all the drama that we do. How do you feel about them now? You really love them? Let's see it. Because this is the actual test if you really love them. But we, you know, we've confused love with infatuation. We think love is infatuation. And that's not. The real test of love begins the moment it feels like that other person stopped loving you. At least if we're talking about the Jesus kind of love, and that's what we're doing here at Heartway, we're talking about the unconditional kind of love, the love of God, which is the love that sets you free. So I understand that it's hard to take the higher road. I understand that it's hard to turn the other cheek, especially when it feels like every time you do that, you're just getting slapped. I turned the cheek, I got slapped. I turned the other cheek, I got slapped again. How many times do you want me to turn the cheek, Pastor? This ain't working. What do you mean it's not working? It's not supposed to work. You got to check your motives because the ego will even use something like love to manipulate a response out of somebody. That's only the appearance of love. That's not real love. If you're being kind and you're taking the higher road because you want other people to applaud you or because you want that other person to change the way they are behaving towards you, that is called manipulation. Right? We don't choose love because we're trying to manipulate people by our kindness. We choose love because that's who we are. And of course it's going to feel like you're getting slapped in the face every time you turn the other cheek. But eventually, the more rooted you are in love, it stops feeling like slaps in the face. And it starts feeling like, you know, a little kid trying to hurt you with a punch. You know, it's like, you understand. Because of empathy, you understand. You understand that people are the way that they are because of their issues, not yours. You are, respon- uh, excuse me, you are responsible for yourself. And they are responsible for themselves. So I'll leave you with this one last thought. Sometimes people leaving you is God sparing you. So do not curse the very thing that God is using to bless you, to build you, to open you, and to expand you. And I know it may feel like there is a vacancy right now. But every time God clears something out, It's because he's bringing something even more amazing in. Trust that. Amen. Let's pray. God, I know there are so many of us in this room that are dealing with relational hurt and pain. And we're not perfect. We all contribute to the drama that we have in our lives in some way, shape, or form. I pray that you would help us to take responsibility for our part in things. Help us to use heartbreaks and broken relationships as an opportunity to look within ourselves instead of blame other people for all of the problems. Help us to expand our capacity to love in these moments when relationships grow sour. Help us to heal. Help us to come home to ourselves so that we can show up as the best version of ourselves in every future relationship that you have for us in our life. We thank you, God, for the people that have come into our lives, even if it was just for a brief season, to teach us a lesson, to show us more about who we are. Ultimately, this is all a school of love. And we're here. We're ready 
for every level of this curriculum. Even if it gets harder, God, help us to let go of our grievances, to release people from our own possession, and to allow individuals to be who they are. May we grow in our capacity for unconditional love. Only by your grace is this possible, and so we take it in and receive it now. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Love you. This was a good one. Good talk. Have a great week. Catch you next weekend.